0: Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode. Well, guys, a quick update. Uh, We are accomplishing those uh, extra projects that we had. Uh, We worked the last two days, Saturday and Sunday. Um, We did about 62 holes so far. We still have another, I think, uh, 24 holes to dig. Uh, I'm using an auger, um, the Toro auger, to actually auger that. It's in an area where it's all dirt, luckily. Um, So, um, you know, it just has a lot of roots. uh, So we're kind of getting through that. Um, But yeah, we're doing a bunch of projects on that. Uh, Actually, today I'm actually driving currently. I'm going to the Home Depot on one side of the island uh, to pick up materials to uh, finish up that job that we're working on. So I'm excited. Not only that, the homeowner mentioned uh, yesterday that the same thing that we're doing on one side of the property, uh, they kind of want to duplicate on the other side. Um, so that would be a nice project when they get ready to do that. But it looks like Wednesday we should have that project all squared away and done, and moving on. Now, um, with a quick update. So since I basically got rid of one of my other companies and consolidated one of them, uh, you know, I'm in the market of building a house. Um, you know, so I, I have a couple options available to me. Uh, I want to move in another direction as far as business and in in my life. So I own a house already. Right, I paid cash. I, I built it, um, owner builder, um, and that's what I live in. That's what you guys see on YouTube, and that's the off-grid home that runs on solar and electric um, wind, solar uh, and wind turbines and stuff. Now, with that said, um, I am looking to purchase another home or build another home. So I'm currently in the market of looking around. I am window shopping at the moment for homes because. If you guys are following along with the podcast, I was considering buying a a, a decent-sized excavator, as like thirteen thousand-pound excavator, so I could go out there and do more jobs. Um, but that was going to cost me, with all the attachments, right around ninety, but right around ninety thousand to hundred thousand dollars. And I told myself, you know, I could spend the money on an excavator and then go out there every day and keep working and busting my butt and just keep doing work. And traveling all around the island and you know occurring you know wear and tear on my vehicles the trailers tires brakes gas and all the time to do all that right plus do the work so that's a lot of movements you know so to me it made more sense to take that money instead and invest it into real estate and that's what i'm doing now uh, i'm just trying to do a smarter move on things you know work harder you know um work smarter not harder technically so I'm actually looking around I am actually today besides me picking up materials I'm gonna drop my trailer off and I'm actually gonna go around and look at foreclosed homes and properties I'm also going to go look at properties that are not foreclosed, but that are on the market And um, I'm just gonna see what I can do. I'm gonna keep my eyes open I'm not gonna purchase anything right away. I want to spend some time looking at all the pros and cons of every scenario That way. I know what I'm getting myself into. Obviously, I don't want to get into a mess and then have a big mess to have to deal with. So that's one thing you have to be cautious of when you're buying properties or, uh, you know, homes and stuff like that. Now, um, some of you guys might be thinking, well, wait a minute, you already own land where your house is located. And you're correct. We do own a lot of land there. The thing is, though, is I want to create a home that can be um, two things. I want to create it as a rental. So I have um, passive income coming in. But not only that, I want the option to resell it down the road. And I could do both of that on the land we have already. No problem. Um, But I want to make it where it's user-friendly. So where I live, it's off the grid, right? It's pretty far away from things. And it's dirt roads and gravel roads and rock roads. And so the, the price that I could ask for rent, even if I built a beautiful home, um, it's still not going to be as top dollar as I could ask because we're so far away from everything, right? We're off, we're off grid. We're off road. And so that's something I have to consider. Then the other aspect is I would have to spend probably about $30,000 on another solar system for that house. So $30,000 is a lot of money when you're thinking about, you know, diversifying into real estate and for passive income. So every dollar, every dollar counts at this point, you know? And so... Those are the things that I'm looking at. Now, I could easily just take the money and go and buy a property or a foreclosed home or even a house that's on the market for, you know, fair market value or maybe even below fair market value and just turn around and rent it right away. You know, so even if it was a foreclosure and I needed to, to do a fixer upper, I could fix it up, no problem. And it's already there; that it, it's already got el- existing electric. and just got to you know, we can have that activated. Water, you know, all that stuff is pretty easy. It's it's already connected, you know. And I don't have to spend thirty thousand dollars on another solar system, because here's the thing: if I was to build a rental off grid on the current property that we own, um, you know, I'm not. I cannot allow a renter to come in there and rent the place and have issues with electric right I I have to be able to provide them solid electric uh, for their home so that's the thing right so I'm no matter what I'm looking at spending $30,000 on solar panels outback inverters charge controllers uh, you know Tesla batteries and then wiring everything up and a power shed to put it all in and you know so there's a lot that goes on with that when when it's a renter Um, Renting a house from you, you know they're responsible for paying their own electric. So at that point, it makes more sense to find a property that's on the grid. In this in this um, scenario, right? I can avoid spending thirty grand. I can avoid any complications that might come um, come up, right? And they're the ones paying for the electric because it's just going to be connected to the grid, and you know I don't have to worry about putting solar on it. Now, if I was buying a house on the grid and I was planning on living in it, then yes, I would put solar on it immediately. <laughs> right? Because I have free electricity where I'm at now because I'm off the grid. And I, and I that's a huge benefit. Absolutely game changer. That would change your life when you don't ever have to worry about electricity. It's just a game changer. So um, yeah, I'm going to pick up the materials I need for this job, drop the trailer off, and I am going to look around for properties and homes that, um, you know or within my budget obviously that can make sense you know now the other thing you have to be aware of as, as far as i'm aware of as well is that depending on the location of the homes and properties that you decide to invest in to purchase uh you know as a rent you know to turn around and rent it and stuff um you have to be aware of what the going rate of you know the rent in that area is for the same same size home essentially and not only that the resell value, if I decide to ever resell the property, you know, flip it, right? Uh, And when the market goes up on it and make a chunk of change on it, uh, I have to be aware of the going rate of the homes in that area because that's what kind of justifies what's happening, right? So you have to be aware of all these little things. And so you really have to sit down and and do your research and start weeding through all these, you know, basically there's a lot of question marks that have to be answered, right? And then only from there can you make a good decision on your purchase and what you're going to do moving forward. My my plan is to um, purchase a, a property, a home that's on there, that's on, on a, sorry, purchase a home that's on a property already. So I'm ba- basically purchasing the property and the home. And um, if it needs any work, I'll go ahead and put some work into it to make it um, livable and go ahead and turn around and rent it. That way I have passive income to not only cover you know, the, um, if I'm, if I'm going to finance it, then I'm going to make sure I, it can cover the mortgage plus some. Um, but I do have um, liquid cash available to me that I, you know, my savings that I've been saving, that I could easily um, purchase the house and the property outright. You know, that's another option. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm diversifying in the right way, that way I can spread out. Because the plan is not to only have one, but to have more than one, multiple um, rentals and multiple homes um, that is at my disposal for passive income. So this is the, the journey to the, you know, this is the step to the new new journey that I'm um, take, uh, I'm going on right now. And it, it's it's not easy because you really have to figure out what you're going to do and plan everything right. Um, but, you know, if we can make it all work, uh, it looks like it's going to work out pretty good in the end, you know. Uh, the other thing is too. I could always put up, um, you know, fifty percent of the cost of the home, of cost of two homes, and then finance the remaining balance of each home. Then I would be able to um, gain home equity, right? So that's another aspect. So when you take a loan, and you're, you know, you're paying on your loan or your mortgage, you you can always pull a um, home equity loan, and you can use that money for another property or whatever it may be. Now, when you buy a house outright with cash. Because there is no mortgage on it, um, there, there's no, there's you're really limited to the way you can pull the equity out of the home, right? Because you own it outright, there's no mortgage, so then you're just gonna have to refinance. You're gonna basically gonna have to mortgage your home, essentially, right? So um, there's lots of little caveats, and it, and it varies from county to county, state to state, and so there's a lot of little things you have to look at to to see what's gonna work for you. Like for me my home is paid for and I don't want to jeopardize my home that is paid for in full by any means so I will not be attaching anything or leveraging the existing house that I own for any reason I will not do it it's to me it's not a smart move to ever do that because if I do that and something like say something really bad happens um, then there's then I take the chance of losing my home that's already been paid off right so it doesn't make sense for me to do that. So, I'm basically starting new. I'm going to act like I don't even own a house, and I'm going to own a house for the first time because I've never pulled a mortgage. I've never had a mortgage because I built my house with cash. So, there's lots of variables here, but I'm really, really excited for about this new journey I'm going to be undertaking, and um, yeah, it's super excited. I'm just super, super excited because there's so many possibilities uh, ahead, and I'll give you guys a little tip too. Um, so... Uh, I know someone that um, the two sisters, okay, basically two sisters, purchased a a condo on one side of the island. They went in together and bought this condo, and they're renting it out. And so we reached out to them to ask them, you know, what they, you know, what they had to go through and stuff. And they said that the people that the, the realty people that they went through to purchase the property said that um, because of the COVID nineteen thing, that you know the whole pandemic that's happening right now. There is going to be a bunch of properties and home that's going to come up on foreclosure. Because, of course, the pandemic has affected so many people, right? So many people cannot pay their bills. And a lot of the, the caveats to that was, sure, they allowed you to defer your payment until a certain time. But when it, once it comes time to start paying, you have to pay double to catch up on your mortgage. And there's going to be a lot of people that are without jobs that cannot do that. And so what's going to happen is a lot of homes are going to go into foreclosure. If not, if not, they're already in the foreclosure process. So there's going to be a lot of homes that's going to come up for, you know, a decent price. And, you know, if you're in the market for getting into the real estate business or, you know, renting homes or flipping homes or whatever it is, this might be an opportunity for you to take a look at things, you know, because that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now, you know. So, like I said, I'm in no rush because I'm I'm... Uh, there is properties available obviously right now but there might be better opportunities that might be coming up because of what's happening pandemic wise right and so that could be a really really good good thing you don't want to just go find the most cheapest property on the market and hope it's going to work you know what i mean like you want to make sure your money is being invested correctly and you're going to have a really good asset to you you know part of your portfolio you know so Don't just go looking for the cheapest property because I know that's what happens most times with people, uh, including me. I'm looking around for the the best deal, obviously. But sometimes the most cheapest property comes with a lot of problems. And it's sometimes not worth it because the amount of money that you have to put into these properties could, could outweigh the total cost of what you spent for the property plus double or triple. Because there's a lot of problems that some of these properties have. And you just have to be aware of it. So, you know, do your due diligence on the properties that you're looking at. Because I don't want to lose money and I know you don't want to lose money either, right? So, but yeah, look around. You might be able to find some deals and maybe you might be able to swing it where maybe you've been saving some money and you have some cash flow available to you to either buy the house outright or, you know, maybe you could put, um, you know, a down payment on the house, a pretty good size down payment. Then that way your, your mortgage loan is not as much, right? And then you could always pull your home equity later on if you ever needed to for whatever you needed, you know? So there's lots of options. Then there's also a lot of programs out there for first-time homeowners and buyers. A lot of, you know, there's, there's a lot of programs out there. You know, but also with all these programs that are available out you, you have to be careful because there's a lot of um, caveats or uh, requirements. You know, some of them require that you cannot rent the home out. You ha- it has to be a primary residence. You know, you have to live in the home solely. And so, if you're looking to to be renting the home or anything like that, then you know, obviously that that program is not going to be the right program for you you know so look and see what's available to you you know and um you know try to figure out what can work to your advantage right that's what you want to do you want to leverage everything you can to to benefit your situation in the best scenario possible so yeah um i'm excited to drive around today i'm actually getting into the Hilo side of the island uh and yeah as soon as i pick up these materials and drop this trailer off um, I'm going to go and start scouting all properties. I'm actually going to drive around to all these properties and subdivisions and start looking at all these houses and properties and just start looking at things. You know, That's, that's where the process starts is start looking at things. See what's available. See how run down things are. See how bad things are. See how good things are. You, know? you, you don't know until you start looking around. So I'm really, really excited to drive around and, and start taking a look at a lot of these things so anyway guys stay positive always think outside the box you know when one door closes two opens and you just have to be able to um, take that first step through that door and you know just keep being positive and ambitious and keep that drive and you know you'd be surprised what you what you can come up with you know a lot of people say that they can't afford a house and and I, I get where they're coming from but there's so many things available to help you get into a house that a lot of people can afford a house but you know what I mean? Essentially, if you're renting a home right now from someone, you're paying their mortgage plus some, right? So essentially, you could own your own house. You could buy your own house, right? Maybe you're thinking about not even renting or reselling a house, but you just want to buy a house so you have a, your own house. Well, think about it. If you're paying rent to someone, you're most likely paying their mortgage. And if their mortgage is paid off already, that's all that money going into their pocket already, right? So, think about it. Are you can you really afford a house? Most likely you can. You know, maybe if you just got a little extra cash on the side that you can put towards it or you have good credit or you know, you have a decent job or something like that. You know, you can really leverage a lot of things to benefit you and your family if if that's what you're looking for. So, anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys on the next one.